What's happening, you filthy casuals? Welcome back to The Casual Couch with Gary Freeland, Sam Vickery. Remember the introductions this time, doing pretty good. And once again, I've got my terrible camera because I don't have a camera because of fucking Brexit. That's the actual reason I don't have a camera. So I'm dealing with my fucking phone. Sam, why did you vote for this shit? I mean, it was time we got them out, right? <laughs> 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 and speaking of getting the Europeans out, we were going to kick off straight away with KSW, and you're saying that as long as it's not in my country. Don't watch it. Do you know why it's not here? All right, Gary? <laughs> I don't need it unless it's here. Let's clear some things up before we go to KSW. I didn't vote for Brexit before we go any further, you piece of shit. Secondly, even if I did, I don't give a shit. I do what I want. I do what I want. And do you know what? If I voted for Boris, take away those kids' school meals, all right? They don't uh, need them. And the parents should have worked harder, and that's what matters. Right now, I'm going to add an edited bit of you just saying, I voted for Boris, though. That'll be... I, I voted for Boris. I voted for Boris. I voted for Boris. Take that out, because <laughs> I'm going to have to... Well, fuck it. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't uh, even vote last time, Gary. But, I mean... So, we can jump in, KSW. We'll, we'll, we'll rattle through it. Pretty good card, and who didn't, you didn't watch know, it? By Sam? the way, if you didn't know that, if you didn't know, Gary does watch KSW. If you just look over at his ah, screen cool, there, cool. Is... I might have to flip this. I don't know right. how it comes on. Is it going to say KSW on the screen? I don't know. I wear the merch. Maybe we'll get sponsors one day. Unlikely, but that—that's uh, <laughs> my—that's my. I do jujitsu. If you didn't know, so <laughs> just want everyone to know that before we go any further. It's tap out clothes are in the wash. <laughs> My belt, my belt. Don't worry about it. Anyway, KSW. I uh, didn't watch it, Gary. Uh, saw some highlights. We went through it. We broke it down Whatever. last week. We got all excited, and then you didn't even watch it. All that matters is I'm winning. <laughs> that is true. We will get to the game. We'll give you time to go. You can touch on it after. We'll rattle through a couple of them. I just need to announce it off the bat so people know for later to tune in because they know the they know since... that I'm the guy. Since you didn't watch it, you did miss the absolute shock, though, of everybody that Daniel Torres knocked out Saladin Parnas with a, I guess you're calling it a bicep? <laughs> I heard it was one of the worst finishes of all time. It was like, he threw the punch. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Cerrone and Melvin Gerard back in the day. I think it was a head kick that uh, Cerrone went for, and it just kind of like touches him as if it was just brushed his hair aside. And that's what right. the, it was a bicep this time that Parnas completely dodged the punch guy out of the way, but just on the way out, just that tiny little bit of arm touches, like barely touches his head and just sweat, flicks the switch, lights out. Done. No way. And like, I mean, he, 14 and all, we were talking about him potentially getting into UFC and stuff like that last week. Suddenly, he's got that it, L in his record. Was it not an early stoppage though? Some people say it did. When you watched it back, I thought it was pretty decent. It did fairly yeah. like as soon as the referee stepped in and stood them up, it was still like Bambi for a couple of seconds. But I'm from that sort of like just bleed mentality of like I've seen people be in that state and come back. They probably didn't have a lot of fights in their career, but in that one yeah. moment, I've seen them come back. I mean that, that that's just the unfortunate the, the, the nature of the game, right? Uh, you get hit by a bicep, <laughs> and you just. You realize that you never know what's going to happen. And I mean, sometimes it makes for entertainment, sometimes it makes for bullshit. And it seems like it appeared for bullshit this time. That's uh, why I don't it, fight as well. But it's just because these guns would just take everyone out. It would just be so dangerous, you know? I would just be Gary, them left and right. I really wish people could see the shorts that you're in. And I really wish that you it's, would just stand the, up. And this show is a family the show. 
and there'd be too much. Too we much said punching. so much in the first episode. There's no way it's a family episode. <laughs> we've, no got different, we've got different families up in Scotland. We can say whatever we want. You That's just don't true. show crutches to them. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm just saying. Is that I'm just saying. offended you? I think it's disgusting, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> you should be showing crotches all day. We're talking about getting viewers here, Gary. We're not talking about, you know, and you offending think, people. And you think me showing my crotch to the camera is what would get as viewers? To be fair, they pause the video at that moment, probably zoom in a little bit, see if they are can you, see anything, you know? Are you saying it wouldn't get views, Gary? So not on YouTube, it wouldn't. <laughs> it would get strikes on YouTube. Pornhub, though, I could put it on there. Uh, is my account stayed on there. I mean, anyways, uh, speaking of strikes, there wasn't that many Let's... thrown in some of these other fights. There I'm are... glad you said strikes instead of strokes there, Gary. The tone has been lowered immediately. You can tell there's no serious MMA on this week. It's been horrendous from the start. What we, I mean, is this it? Are we calling it a day? Well, we had this card. That's a pretty decent card. Pretty, pretty oh, solid. We'll go. We may it? as well. We may as well fire through the game right uh, now, since oh, that's okay. the part you yeah. want to talk about. No, let's just talk about how I won. That's not what I want to talk. I don't want to talk about Sam, the game. Sam <laughs> doesn't watch it. Didn't know anyone that still fucking beat me in the game. But what I will say is and something I didn't do for this week. I did research, Gary. I did research. All right, I went with I did my real gut, research. and unfortunately, my Fucking gut. gut. Your gut's wrong. You'd never hear a gambler say, oh, I went with my gut. <laughs> Sounds like my personal trainer. That gut is wrong. <laughs> oh, my gut. Well, we won't get that out, but Jesus The Christ. McDonald's cup is doing it justice right now as well. I just bring the water on this. Everything. Went, think I'm in shape. MMA merch, bottle of water. I went fucking wild tonight. It was just... <laughs> it was honestly disgusting. I mean... I did that instead of having a shower, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Was that ever those the options? I can either They're shower tonight or chicken selects, McNuggets. I don't get a lot of time, Gary. You know, uh, I'm doing a course. I've got a hand in. It's either shower or chicken selects. And you're right. Yeah. It was five chicken selects plus fries, katsu curry chicken nuggets. Maybe some plain nuggets as well. I don't know. Did I have a couple of... It was just a bar. It just turned into a bar of... A flurry of food. It was disgusting. I'm trying to stay off it, but when I see them and that invented that triple cheese... Triple cheese burger, that's the dream. The dream. For like 239 as well. I mean, what are they trying to do to people? Listen, let's stop Everyone hates it. Such a good price. But yeah, we're not sponsored by McDonald's. We are sponsored by... The talking and part of that talking <laughs> is the I don't know I don't it's know. the talking? <laughs> so <laughs> what company is the talking? It was a hard segue to make. It was a hard segue. Talking. I jumped. I jumped into a segue. I couldn't get out of it. I just said the yeah, word talking. Great. So great. the you fights. I'm I'm happy. The <laughs> fights you beat me on, anyways. We won't break it down too much, but wow. you did beat me with Andrushak beat Anasente. Said it right this time. Uh, yeah, absolutely smashed him. And the centre was completely out of his depth. I was way Told off that. on that one. Yeah, way exactly off. Exactly what I said. Next. I thought it was because he actually looked quite good as well. Next. He actually controlled him and stuff. Uh, next. <laughs> well, the next on my list was actually when you were wrong because uh, Messiah beat Jurisic. Oh. We'll touch on that in a minute. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked Zoada to beat Kaleki. Again, probably going for these underdogs a little bit too much. Unfortunately, came up short yet again. 
Kaleki pulls it off. You were right there. Again, completely. It wasn't the most one-sided fight, but he did take him down. And when he kept, when he took him down, he kept him there. So Kaleki... Wasn't he an Olympian, though, Kaleki? Yeah, I, I know he had a big background and stuff like that. It just, for some reason, I wasn't that aware of him. His striking actually looked really bad in this fight. It was completely yeah, out of his depth. Stunning. And I've heard that he's looked good in previous fights. But uh, yeah, he still pulled off the win. That's the important thing. Much yeah. more experienced opponent too, so that's good. Uh, we're both wrong in Parnas, of course, and we're both both right on Politio. Politio. What Politio, do you say? I, think we, I can't say I that word. I don't Politio, know. Politio. The yeah, guy beginning with P. You're spot on as well. That's the, that's his name. That's I couldn't get it last week. I couldn't get it Politio. this week. But it looked pretty decent. No, not as dominant. I was just thinking. I thought this was all set up. For wasn't he fighting up. a fucking three and one guy? That wasn't it all a bit. It was all a bit of a mismatch. If I was, if it I'm was four and one, and me and you did think this was going to be set up for that, but it was much closer than we thought beforehand. It was, oh, it was, okay. it didn't dominate that at all. It was quite back and forth. It, it got the win. It wasn't controversial, but then uh, there we go. Here's a good segue. Speaking of controversial, Masayev Jurisic, you saw it. What do you think? I mean, why? I still oh. don't. I haven't. I haven't heard anything about why yet. I haven't. Do you know why, Gary? I haven't heard I any... know. I don't know why Misayev did what he did. I know straight away after the fight, you got Jurisic's corner were up in arms about something. I thought the decision was pretty straightforward, to be honest. I didn't think it was that controversial, but his corner were up in arms about something. Then the two Was them... it a split decision, though? Uh, no, unanimous. Okay, it was just yeah. a normal... Uh, and mm-hmm. then Misayev walks up to them. There, I don't know if there was any exchange of words, but no one seemed like they were doing any sort of like animosity or anything. No one shouted at each did... other. It was so weird. And it then was, he just was like, oh, yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> it, it was mental. Uh, and uh, this is... You know, people wonder what steroids does, and this is exactly what it does to people. <laughs> uh, one minute you're fine, the next minute you're fucking raging, and your tiny testicles are all over the floor. It's... Uh, that's that's quite a one to go. Allegedly, there's the Allegedly. KSW sponsor out the window. Gary, look, <laughs> Sam's, has, Sam's on the record mm. as all KSW fighters have tiny balls. No, <laughs> uh, um, but they've got massive traps. <laughs> that's what I will say. Now, look, we all know that KSW is a bit of a cowboy show, right? Heavyweight wise, I wouldn't really say other weights. I think the other weights are pretty solid these days, but it's had its day in the sun in those days. Yeah, heavyweight it's... they do love to bring in like a like a Podzinowski, who's I guess fairly legit, I suppose. But then a TV actor or a fitness model who's like a million pounds in weight and stuff. But I still yeah. love those fights, man. Like we we'll probably talk about it one of the weeks leading up there, whatever. But well, yeah, like the Ben Asker and Jake Paul, yeah, I like all this nonsense. You know, I like listen question marks. Gonna... If they're going to make money, they're going to make money, right? It's one of those things. And the, the thing with KSW, I don't have any problem with those kind of shows being in the MMA scene. I really don't. Look at Rising, for Christ's sake. I mean, it's basically who can get as jacked as the next person. Who can Gabby Garcia and, beat next? Listen, the, I mean, we'll talk about her one day, but I'm banned <laughs> from her fucking <laughs> her Instagram. But whatever. Next. I mean, I'm, I think they've got their place in MMA, right? But the, the thing is, when people take them seriously as a... A promotion is in there, a big promotion. I just can't take it seriously. They're not, it's, that's they like, are what they are. I think KSW was built in some stuff like that. So they do have that sort of reputation with some people for 
for those like freak show fights and stuff. It's not really like that as much these days. Like when you look through this card, the the uh, Kaleki fight, probably a legit fight now. Nine and one versus twenty nine and sixteen. I think Zawada, am I right he was UFC or is that just his brother? But uh, not brother, not I a think single think fight in this card. Uh, this a weird this fight. card this card was one of the most legit I've seen in quite some time. If you keep an eye on them, they okay, do. This is probably more consistent you know, with them. Well, I'm hoping so, but that you know the the ones that you hear about are always the um, you know the, yeah. the the freak show. Fights. It's like and, what people have the same idea about Bellator. Like people say, oh, it's just of like UFC rejects or pensioners and stuff, and it's like, yeah, maybe about five years ago when Ken Shamrock was fighting, but. You wouldn't really, even like they'll say, oh, it's full of UFC rejects. And you're like, what shit, like, like top five UFC fighter Corey Anderson and shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, but didn't he lose to Jan Blackwitz? You know, like, yeah, the champion. Like, I think, you know, people, this is this is where Bellator, they get on my nerves a lot with a lot of things, right? But Bellator, they have some really great fighters in in their, their thing now, right? So it's, KSW doesn't really have that, let's face it. Not compared to Bellator, but they would. I'd yeah. still say right. Yeah, KSW is probably like, uh, you're you're up there with LFA and Cage Warriors or who you want to say is better. But I would say they're probably the third best, in my opinion. Anyways, you think Bellator's the third best? No, uh, KSW is the third best. Bellator's the second best. I mean, I would probably go uh, if I'm being a, a super casual here. I'd probably go LFA for quality of fights. Um, it's definitely a shout because you see how good they also go on to be in the UFC so there's definitely a shout there I'd say that's kind of like the trifecta of them Cage Warriors, LFA, KSW to me yeah they're they're the feeder promotions basically yeah well KSW wasn't traditionally but it started you've seen uh, Matrix why can't I say any names Gamrot um he went over, obviously, close fight, took a loss in his debut, but we might see a couple of KSW guys moving over now, I'm thinking, a little bit more commonly. I think the reason why is because since Bellator started that whole Euro series thing, I think the UFC kind of had to make a move as well to, they don't want to lose, like, you know, you've seen 24 and O guys going to Bellator from Russia, uh, Poland. Uh, the Russian, they are Russian force they've just signed, man, is absolutely yeah. insane. So the uh, thing is, they, they don't want to miss out on all these things. And Poland, it's uh, MMA is their national sport. Oh, it's, it's insane. Sport. So they, there's always going to be money to made money to be made. They got Joanna, who was in the fight of the year last year. They've got you know they've now got Blachowicz, who is um, champ. You know, it's champ like every way. It's it's you know it is what it is. But I think um, Bellator for me, people were going back to that. But people need to stop talking so much shit about it now. It was yeah. that five years ago. I mean. The thing that pisses me off about Bellator is how they promote. They really, really are shite at promoting fights and they're really shite at building their young guys, bringing them up. Aaron Pico, for example, is a huge missed... They, for James Gallagher, for some reason, they haven't given him a single test. But Aaron Pico, they've put in there with fucking tough guy after tough guy. So it's. I don't understand how they do things. I don't understand how they work it. Pico's clearly the guy with the most talent out of those two fights. It's, it's funny as well, because... I would, my criticism of Bellator is probably the complete opposite of what you said as well. It's probably more <laughs> that, like, say, like, I was, like, the number one Michael Venom page fan on what the fucking planet. Got a video on YouTube from 2012 that has, like, 70,000 views and shit. I was, like, super fan and stuff. What He's fought one top guy, and that's in the last nine years. Conor McGregor hadn't even signed to UFC when I was, like, talking about Michael Page. Still only yeah. fought one good guy. It's just, he wants them. He wants to fight, like, 
he's still trying to get an R fight with Douglas Lima. He's like the hardest guy he can fight. And he obviously wants his challenges. He's he fought loads of top guys like uh, Raymond Daniels and the like in kickboxing. So I mean, he wants them. He's just not getting them. The thing is, though, you said he's only fought Lima, but he did fight Paul Daly as well. Yeah, but um, Paul Daly, for some reason, decided he was an elite grappler in that fight. And I don't know what happened there. I really, to this day, I really, I'll really never don't. understand that. Um, I that, mean, was, that, that was that was crazy. Uh, a little, a little yeah. shout as well. I just realised we went off, and I wanted to like close one thing off a KSW. They were absolutely like perfect oh. with their response to the to the fight that happened after it. Just because we touched on that, and we kind of went past that. Oh yeah, well let's, uh, let's just hang on. Let's go back to that, and then we'll we'll, we'll crack on better bit. But let's just round it off because uh, yeah, I mean look, that that KSW fight was mental what so, uh, their response though to it was brilliant because they have they find messiah for his takedown obviously 50 yeah. of his purse they find oh, jurisic 30 percent, and well, they they I got really see why. i think but, his okay. corner and all that got involved they were a big part of why it all kicked off and stuff like right. that right. uh okay. they got fight of the night and they had a bonus from that which also got stripped and then this is where they are so much better than what the usc would do or something all of that went to charity as well afterwards so instead yeah. of going like you testing yeah, positive, yeah. so we're going, to, yeah, well, Seriously, you're, just, yeah, you're just suspicious yeah. of everything. Mm. I, this was a joke yeah. about Brexit before, and now the hatred of Europe. <laughs> so I, I, it's not about Europe; it's about that promotion. And I know, I've heard some stories about how that place is run. It is moderately professional. Yeah, that's. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to bad mouth it. Because you know, we might... <laughs> you're bad this at the start. <laughs> no, no, but we might have KSW fighters on at some point. I don't know, you know, and I'm not saying they're bad fighters. I'm really well, not. You see KSW, don't listen to him. I'm there. I'm with you. Don't look last week when I was wearing the cage warriors one. I'm just a little merch slut. Uh... Yeah, he's a filthy merch whore. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying about the response, but I think it's a little bit. Maybe a tad heavy-handed for Jurisic. I mean, just because his corner was saying something doesn't mean he has to lose thirty percent of his purse. Like there, he, there might have been more than the camera didn't pick up. It's hard to even know what was happening in there. You know, it just sort of, but like for all I know, Jurisic threw a punch at someone before that even exchange happened. And I couldn't tell you, no idea Maybe. what what. But it looked like up. a hug. It looked like a hug. Oh, it was... um, and to lose half your purse for that, you gotta be you gotta be fucking raging, right? It's... Yeah. And then lose your performance of the night as well. <laughs> You gotta be fucking fuming yeah. about that, but I mean suspensions. Haven't I heard that uh, Messiah's actually a free agent as well after that fight? And you're like, is it not because of that? I think I just heard that he what he has a free agent, which I'm surprised about as well. I thought they were they were looking Hello for him to go straight to the title. Yeah, that uh, wouldn't be surprised in the slightest at that. Listen, I mean those those guys from rushing around there now. Bellator got in with them. They want to conquer that market. Because Bellator particularly, the one thing that's different to the UFC is everything's on TV, right? So their money's made through TV rights. In Russia, it's such a big sport as well. They'll be on like a, a, a terrestrial TV thing over yeah. there. So they, they, they probably, the way they're navigating that market is, well, fuck this. Like, let's sign all these big Russian guys. Like Khabib's gone from UFC going, as well. So you know, maybe the perfect yeah, so, moment for them. Exactly. So the money in that TV deal is going to be insane, right, for Bellator. So they've lost the zone thing, I'm pretty sure. Are they still on that? I, I, 
I know DAZN's uh, It's all went to shit with uh, with yeah. COVID and stuff like that. Like DAZN's in big trouble. Uh, Beller's first card's going to be in April, I believe. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been a shambles, but can't really do too much about it. Fucking COVID fucked everyone really through it. So It has, but, you know, whatever. But Some anyway, promotion. We can go back to Bellator now. So we rounded off that. We're fucking <laughs> doing it. We'll come, we'll come back full circle. Bellator is it's the second best promotion in the world, right? I mean, people will talk about one championship and all these numbers and all this bullshit. And we all know it's overinflated and it's crap. The quality of fights are one and not that good as well. I always fucking tape it. It's on Sky. I've got Sky. I always tape it on the thing and watch it when I can. They're not that good. You know, it's we're watching people like Gary Tonin be in their top five after five fights or whatever. I mean... You know, I, I mean, just fell off. I won along the way for some reason. I was uh, uh, around the time that uh, Angela Lee was like first kicking off, and then our 17 year old brother comes on as well. And you're like, What the fuck is going on? These are like super beast family or something. But I don't know. Just along the way, I kind of fell off. I think that was quite early in it as well. And not the super early days like the the Orlovsky Tim Sylvia days, those are those are a different think- time for one, but. I think that, I think the the day it died for me was the day that Brandon Vera became heavyweight champion. I feel like Brandon um, Vera has been a heavyweight <laughs> champion since before I started watching, I and now, and I don't know ridiculous. if he's actually had a fight. No, I think he's had one fight since he won it. That was about two minutes long, and it was you know, against a nobody as well. It's just On classic, the first card you know. or some shit. Just fucking ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, I, I know what he's saying he's like, he's been champion for ten years, but has he? You know, I mean, he's maybe there, he's there, right? Maybe he has been fighting, and I've just not took notice so, or noticed that. But I just feel like he's been champion forever now. So, speaking about how promotions deal with things, there was an article recently. I think it was it might have been Kareem Dan who did it, and he talks about how so certain fighters like Brandon Vera will get paid a monthly stipend, so he doesn't have to fight. Just the fact that his name is attached to one championship. He just still, gets paid. Is he still a big deal anymore? Is he? But that's not the point. It's the contract, isn't it? It's yeah. not the point. He's, Maybe he signed the contract when it was a thing, right? So, what are they? He still gets paid a monthly thing, and he gets bonuses and all these sorts of things out of nowhere. I think he gets uh, he gets a lot of benefits. He gets food. He gets shelter. You know, it's everything he needs, basically. Yeah. Paid and I think you're be... saying that yeah. I can understand why they got to the point there. I think I seen an article like yesterday saying they're 94 million in debt. Well, that's a shock. Which uh, I think when uh, the Fratitas were like took over UFC or something, they were like forty million in debt. We always hear the story about how UFC could never have survived and stuff like that. And yeah, so they apparently could have doubled their debt because one's over they are fucking killing. So them I, I I believe the UFC was eighteen million in debt when they were trying to sell it, right? Yeah. So I mean, but they they only bought it for a million. So you've got to think of it like this. They've wasted nearly 20 million, you know, on, on this thing. And then they get their roll of the dice with the fire. Whole thing explodes. Business goes crazy, right? But one championship have just been throwing money. Yeah. And I mean throwing money at events. No one's turning up. They're giving away tickets for free. There's no TV deals that people are talking about. People aren't watching. There's no advertising. There's, no, there's nothing. How they keep going with that much debt. I find incredible and, yeah. and like there might be a point it turns around but why 90, would there be 90 million turnaround I, I don't know if I see that happening well I mean you, you say that but 18 million in debt to 
4.1 billion was it? I think the USC <laughs> went, like, I think you know, USC was a lot more in debt eventually as well. I think when the Fertitas came in, they made it in much more debt to start with. So I think that's where it got to like 40 and then they managed to turn it all around. But yeah, don't know about one. Yeah. Another Jesus promotion Christ. that we're touching on. I was actually going to do a really cool segue earlier before we touched on that because you were talking about broadcast rights and stuff like that and then it just hit me i could segue to the golden cage that is the italian promotion they're going to be having their third event and as a big european mma fan i'm really excited about this especially because the main event has damiani who just fought and cage warriors looked quite good um yeah well he looked tired but he still won <laughs> but uh what i remember the thing um the thing that's so big about this is that would just normally be a regular card and stuff, but they've actually got themselves on Fight Pass and for a promotion in a country like Italy that isn't really getting behind the sport and they don't really have these broadcast deals on TV or anything, suddenly they have like a global brand for everybody to be able to watch. That surely is going to just be day well, and night. If there's one thing that we know about Italians is they get behind their own people, right? So it's, I think it's because of football, though. I think football is just so big there that there's no... I think I see now Zolino saying that uh, because football is so big, there's just no other room to add in extra sports in there. No. They just dedicate their lives to the football. Well, it's a small population for the size of the country, right? It, it is what it is. But I think since Marvin Vittori... Um, who did he beat a couple of months ago? Uh, Hermanson. Yeah, so that's a big win, right? So when when people like this start to get big wins and things like that, it, it starts to really, you know, people start to take notice. And he and he talks a lot of shit. Um, and I'm sure he's in the press there quite a lot. I did see. Uh, I saw part of that article saying that uh, he's been more, but like I think something like a politician might have said his name or something like that at one point. So I think he's starting to generate a little, little bit of buzz. And Golden Cage getting on fight pass. This is like striking when the iron's hot here. Just. A perfect opportunity to kind of like spread that around and hopefully start to change the perception and the popularity of the sport in Italy. Yeah, I think as well, you know, the UFC are really smart in how they pick and they do things. And they realize, like, you know, we'd have the Alaska fighting championship. Basically, they want to hit any market that they can hit. And when they see a guy like Vittori beat someone like Manson, they start to see money, right? They start yeah. to see, okay, how, how can we do things? And so they start to invest, and they did the same thing with Darren Till, if you remember. It was as soon as they invested loads of money in him. I think it was around that time they signed Cage Warriors to the Fight Pass deal as well. Uh, the Darren Till came on board. I think it was around then. I, I can't. When he started sure. to rise, sorry. I think when he started to rise, they started to sign him. It wasn't when he came on board, but... Poor Bama. They are one of the Bama guys is the reason that Cage Warriors ended up getting so much successful. Poor, poor organization. Uh, R.I.P. Bama. I mean, yeah, Bama, I mean... <laughs> Bama had his, Bama had his issues to say the least. It was um, great. I loved Bama. It was just. It was, but you know, Mark Casey came from there. Quite a few, you yeah. know, it was, it was, it was a good show, Bama. Um, you know, Tom Kong Watson before. It, it, it was a great show, but I mean, yeah. So anyway, going back to it, the UFC is smart about what they do. They realise they're t they're tapping into a new market now in Italy. They need to get it as big as they can. But it'll be the same as any of the smaller country like that. There's a hit point, right? So it's the same Poland at the minute. They're going to get some Polish fighters. They're going to invest. They're going to build as much as they can. They've got champions. They've got whatever. But it'll burst its bubble at some point. It's the same with Italy yeah. and everywhere else. They, they reach a ceiling. I mean, I think we've kind of reached it over here in Britain already, the ceiling on MMA fans. I don't think really it's it, it, there's going to be casuals forever. Uh, and then there's going to be people like me and you that watch 
most events and you know even if we don't watch the whole event we watch certain fights we watch it you know yeah i think they do exactly what you're saying they sample a little bit so you had that sort of uk explosion when like i think birmingham was really starting to take off liverpool was taking off you had these these fighting cities kind of developing but it seems like they've just really cooled off on that and i don't mean because of like covid and stuff but even previous to that they might have been trying to go with it when edwards was going to fight woodley and I don't know if it's Birmingham or just England in general, but uh, that would have been a big fight for the for the country and everything. But uh, yeah, they like they they seem like maybe just cooling off a little bit in the UK. Maybe it might be time for them to give Italy a try, and if they do, that would be fantastic for them because we have the right we have fans over here, and compared to. 10 years ago when I first got to be a fan, I couldn't walk down the street and speak to someone and they'd know no. about MMA. But now I'd have like, my cousin might ask me, are you watching the fights tonight? Or I might get a message of someone that I worked with talking about yeah. someday. And it seems like it's really taken off. And hopefully that can start to happen in Italy now that we start to see that little bit yeah. of a push happen. I, I think as well, what happens is it's like, so people like Cage Warriors become almost self-sufficient, right? So then... They start putting on cards in Birmingham, Liverpool, Manchester, London. It becomes this whole thing where it's a, this self-perpetuating network where yeah. if it's on Fight Pass, people will see those fights or the, the people I mean, you will see those fights. Then they start being talked about who's this guy. Who's that? Mason Jones is a perfect example. People in Britain were talking about him in Wales, whatever. He was just on the last card or what, and, you know, a couple of cards ago. Absolutely killed his debut. I thought he would, you know, whatever. It's split decisions, whatever it is. But I mean... It's now, like I said, a self-sufficient kind of way that it works. You've got the smaller shows going everywhere. They're making good money. Graham Boylan's managing a lot of the guys that go to UFC, all this kind of stuff. So it's all this kind of, you know, and it'll be the same in Italy. They go over there. They start this, uh, what's it called? Golden Golden, Cage. The Golden Cage. Golden Cage, right? So then they'll start having, they'll be in, I don't know, it'll be in, say, fucking Florence this week and then Rome the week after. And it'll just start to change... Everything yeah. around that place. Sorry, build you know. those towns up a little bit. They did have two events before, but because the reason we're talking about this right now is because they got in fight pass. So two fucking dickheads from let's say the UK until independence. <laughs> but yeah, Golden Cage has had their two events before. Both both went under the radar a little bit. So it's good they've got this opportunity on Fight Pass to actually start to take themselves off a little bit and get popular. But yeah, if you are around and that goes down on, what is it, Saturday night? Friday or Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah, Yeah, so if you are around, you have Fight Pass, give it a watch, definitely. There's some good fights on there, some decent little records. So speaking of things that are soul-destroying, Stephen A. Smith's comments on women's MMA. What a tosser. Yeah. What a tosser. I'll say one thing in here. I've seen online, I know we were talking about this, a lot of people are trying to like defend it, saying... I oh, didn't say that he's like against women's MMA and stuff like that. He actually said that he is against men and women fighting this life. No, no, he, he said he said both of those things. Yeah, he said they're both not, those things. They're not yeah, mutually it's... exclusive things. True, Just I some... don't want to see women and men fight each other either. But no. yeah, no, that's not for me. I'll be honest with you. Um, and, and the thing is, it's so weird, right? It was such a passive-aggressive, backhanded thing. Because he was like, "Oh, I don't want to see them fight," even though some of the women could beat some of the guys. And you're like, "Hang on." Stephen, which one is it? What? Do you, yeah. Do you, do you think they're good enough? Do you not think they're good enough? I don't know what's going on. I guess if, if you want to be a fan that bell. goes, if you want to be a fan that goes like, 
I'm not really that into women's MMA. It's like different from the men's. It's like it maybe less likely the finishes, even if you're going to say that about the lower weight class of the guys, because it's not just that they're women. It's also going to be that they're uh, like flyweight and below most of them, you know, or bantamweight and below. So yeah, yeah, it makes sense. There's not going to be a ton of finishes. Those. So if you want to be the type of fan that says that, I'd say go ahead, you know, watch whatever you want. Do you think we should insert the women into the men's bantamweight division. Currently. Oh, sure. Ronda Rousey with a beat my, on the men anyways. But, my God. It would be a destruction from start to but, finish. Uh, they, uh, and, so it makes sense that there isn't like a ton of friendships. So if you want to be a fan that doesn't want to watch that, that's fair game. Like Not everybody wants to watch everything. But the way he was saying it was like, he doesn't like watching women in fights. He disagreed. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he said he wouldn't want to... like unlegislated, he doesn't say he wanted to be illegal, he just says, I don't like watching women get hit. And you're like, cool, why Why you, a voice of this sport, are coming out and saying, I don't like to see women get hit. You know, like, By the that's way, what we're watching. These comments all came after he was asked about a recent appointment of an assistant female coach who was moved up to a head coach in, I think, uh, I think it was a basketball team in America. So I think what we're seeing here is that, you know, Women are moving forward in men's sports, right? Which is, we can all agree, yeah. a good thing. I mean, we, we recently had the introduction of women in like English football and things like that, you know, female sideline, all this kind of stuff. So it's it's a good thing. We're seeing this change. We've got female pundits, things like this. It's good. However, Stephen A. Smith decides that the one sport that he doesn't want to see it in is combat sports. Well, why? Like, I mean, yeah. If it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. If so that's we, content if we're that only men are warriors or some pesh like that. Yeah, it's not just that. It's it's just the bullshit that women can't be tough enough. Yeah. To Watch be in this sport. Wiley Zhang versus Joanna Jundjacek. That'll prove like that's all you need to see. You're done. Then you know how good they can be. Let me tell you something. We've got my my coach's girlfriend. Right. I won't mention your names because she'll batter me. And this is this is the god's honest truth. We're all terrified of her, right? <laughs> all of us are terrified of her. We've got heavyweights, we've got welterweights, we've got middleweights, we've got big fucking beefy bastards in there. Every single one of us is terrified of her. And it's not because, you know, whatever, that we're terrified of women, she'll kick the shit out of us. Because she's got the attitude, which is stronger than most of the men that are in the gym, she's going to kill us. And she's going to end you, and you're going to get destroyed. I don't have any problem with women fighting the UFC. I don't have any problem with women fighting MMA. I have no problem with women doing anything in any sport as long as they do it well and as long as they do it right. The I just realised at this point, so the last thing in our agenda was to do our little game where we predict the fights for the next card and realise we never even set which ones we were doing. So I suppose the main Let's card... Let's just decide now. Let's just decide there's now. There's five fights in the main card, so main card... Hang on, let me let, let, let me have a look because unless you're a big it. Michael Johnson versus Clay Guida fan, which I am for the record, no. that's an amazing fight. Oh, that's Gary. so ridiculous. Why is that happening? The, the two, know. the two most. Oh, don't even get me started. Anyway, Michael Johnson's nearly beat like every single top guy for some reason, and you're like, what the fuck is going on with Michael Johnson? Why can't he beat guys that are shit? Okay, yeah, main card. So we're talking. Dariush up to Overeem, yeah, on the card. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let me whip okay, it let up. Me... Okay. Let I've me. I've got it up, but I've got it on uh, the on Wikipedia, and of course, Topology has the best editors of all time, such as yours truly, Balkan region. So. 
Bulk and Billings, more like. Uh, so I mean, that's that's got the better ones with the full records and whatnot. So it's our first one, Diego Ferreira, Benio Dariush. Yeah, this is a really tough one, right? Um, yeah, I think uh, I haven't opened the pages yet, but uh, am I not right in saying that Ferreira's on a crazy win streak? Yeah, he is. Insane win streak. So yeah, is I mean, so just... is Dariush at the same time, mind you. This is a fucking insane win streak fight. Five um, win streak. So yeah, six. For, Ferreira's on a ridiculous win streak. Um, and he's looking like so he's on a he's on a yeah six win streak. He beat Anthony Pettis, Tysonoff. Tysonoff hadn't lost for like yeah ten years or something before that fight. It was ridiculous. Every single guy uh, he's beat since Dustin Poirier beat him has been a fucking great fight. Oh, like obviously, like there's different levels. Tysonoff and Aubin Mercy not the same level of great, but still, Mercy is not a guy you want to, you want to be matched up with. No, not it's not not great. I mean and. I mean, they fought before. I'd completely forgotten about this fight. If I'm, if I'm perfectly honest with you, they, they did I did not Darius know they fought before. Yeah, and that Darius was just on the screen as uh, well. 2014. Give me a break. I'd only been watching for like three years at that point. Um, but Darius is one of those fighters, right? Where when he turns up, he's just unstoppable. I think he's on when... the next level. A point, and he's ever been at this point. His last fight went by spinning back back first, and the reason he threw that spinning back first. Is because I don't know if it's his kid or another kid or something. Someone told him, Oh, by the way, you've got a really good spinning back fist in EA UFC three or whatever. And then he goes, mm. Oh, is it good in that game? I should probably try it in real life then. Fucking it first round stoppage. Okay. I mean, why not? Darius is one of those fighters though, right? I reckon he's so coachable. You could teach him new things every single day yeah. and he just soak it up. He's one of those guys. Ferreira, I mean, he seems to be the same at the minute. He seems yeah. to just be whatever. I, I, this is so hard to pick. This is genuinely proper for me. Fight. This is a mental fight for to be the first on the card. I think the good this thing is, as well is I have no idea who the favourite for this is or anything. I haven't looked into no, the odds no. or anything, so I, I'm I going mean, to just go out and eleven. I'm going to say Darius. I think it's probably just because I prefer him and I know a little bit more about him. I like am I. I'm a sucker for guys with like a submission game and then suddenly they'll knock somebody out. You know, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I mean, I'm... Ferreira's wanna... definitely beat the better people though recently, like Rustown Cabwell, Kevin Nelson, Jared Gordon. Like, they are he has, but what players. I would also say is the other factor into this that people may or may not think is a big thing, but Ferreira is five years older than him. And at some point you do age overnight in, in, in MMA. We do know that. I mean, this is... I'm going to go Darius as well. I I think he's going to turn up because he seems more motivated than ever in his last few fights. He wants to finish fights. He looks good. He's really like well-rounded. His boxing's great. Ferreira's boxing is good. I mean, he outboxed Tysimov, who's very good boxer. Yeah. Right? So it's... I'm going to go Darius, but it's really tough. I wouldn't be surprised if Ferreira won. If Ferreira was to win this... Days there's something he could be chasing down then because there's only two guys that have beat him in his whole career, Darius, Dustin Poirier. So if he oh, beats no, yeah. Darius, I don't know if they're going to do a trilogy match or whatever shit where either of them, we're having Darius and Dustin and McGregor. But down the line, that's something forever is going to be proper gunning for. And you think a win over Darius is going to get him someone towards that like top 10 yeah. or top five. Yeah, like, definitely I mean, top I 10, think, but towards top Ferreira's- five. I think he's nine at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think he's the both ten. breaking them. Sometimes you see these win streaks in UFC and UFC just hasn't ranked them. And you're like, how the fuck has someone yeah. fought seven wins and you haven't ranked them? And if they aren't ranked, 
why are you giving them non-stop guys that aren't going to get them ranked after seven fights? Surely each fight should have been a little bit better, getting them closer and closer to being ranked. It's it's the UFC, Gary. Yeah. That's that's not how it works. Well, we're, yeah, okay, I'll have a little look they, and see where they are. They, they throw it out. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Darius. I've, I've just got a feeling on that one. It's really tough, though. Um, Ferreira, so yeah. is, Ferreira is 10th and Darius is 13th. Darius is... Yeah. How are you I mean, 13th on that one, Street Man? But then again, you look at some of these other guys that are in there, Makachev, Gregor Gillespie, Kevin Lee. They're all right a, around that area as well. It's an unbelievable division. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just, it's an unbelievable division. And I think... Yeah, I mean, well, anyway, let, let's, let's let, we'll see what happens, but let's move on to the next one. Darius. Stamen versus the man whose name is so good that gave him it twice, Askar Askar. Askar Askar. Uh, I'm going to go Stamen on this because I, I, I've already decided. Askar Askar <laughs> is a bantamweight from what I know of him. He's never fought in the UFC before, but I know he's an LFA guy. I think he was a champion over there. Um, he's only lost one fight, which is a couple of fights ago. But I'm pretty sure he's coming in late notice on this. I could be wrong. He's fighting a division above. Feel like I might have heard that as well. Starman, in his last fight, looked monstrous. And he beat Brian Kelleher two fights ago. And then he got to he got beaten by Jimmy Rivera. And Jimmy Rivera, it was a it was a good fight between them. And it was closer than I thought it was going to be between Starman and Rivera. Yeah. Rivera's no joke. People sleep on Jimmy Rivera. It was still. it was so upcoming, Jimmy Rivera, and then I think he had a loss or two, and then people just forgot he existed straight away. But he was like yeah, up there. Was there crazy. was certain it was around the time that like Cody Garbrand was rising and stuff like that. He was like on yeah. that level as well at the same time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to stand on this one. I don't think um, I don't think I can pick any of the way to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to say the same on this one. Uh, his, his level of opponents, like, um, I was an absolute massive Tom Ducanwa fan, uh, and when they beat him, it was like, oh, I need to start looking out for this guy. Like, just beat one of my one of my favourites. I can't remember if it was controversial. It was a split decision. I can't remember at this point. Uh, no, but I think it was one of those boring fights of all time, yeah. if I remember correctly as well. Um, it was a shocker. But even there's only two losses, Aljamain Sterling and Jimmy Rivera, like, at least in, oh, no, I've oh, no, in UFC at least. But uh, yeah, he's been beating better guys. I feel Asker Asker's just coming into this level. He did get beat quite recently too. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... And he's a weight class. He's a weight class above, you know. I mean, it's just set up for him to fail, really. But it's no risk for him, right? He comes in, he fights your seat. If he wins, great. Yeah. He, he goes up to wherever. He, yeah, well, he he's got a contract and... now. Like, once yeah, you come exactly. in and you fight, you're getting another no fight lose. at least. So. Yeah. It's no lose for him. So yeah, he, he, it is what it is. But... Um, Pantoja versus Cafe. This is the fight of the card so far. Like, uh, no, not so far. This is the fight of the card. Like, this fight is fucking insane. You you say that, but then the fight after is Sam Hagen versus fucking Frankie Edgar. I mean, I think the Frank Edgar though just just has a little edge of way outness and stuff like that. Whereas Manuel Cape, man, or is it Cape? You said Cape. Is it Cape? Cape. Yeah. I, I was just saying Cape, but I'm not actually too sure. Uh, Again. I never, there's no one I speak to about Manuel Cape in my normal everyday life. So when it comes to saying them out loud, I'm like, shit, I've wrote this name a million times. No idea how to I say it though. You've gone classic ignorant British person there. Oh, yeah. Cape. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Cape. No, I think it's Cape. I mean, come on. It, <laughs> it's not like it's Panjoja, is it, you fucking <laughs> knobbed? Why can't it be Manuel Cape? And Sam Hagen. 
Fucking Sanghagen. That's like an American guy. That's a normal name. But anyways, what you feeling with this one? Because this is an absolute fucking beast of a fight. I, I shouldn't, but I'm going Cappy. Yeah, um, like we're, we're struggling here because I'm going the exact same way as you as well now. Oh, for uh, fuck's sake. It's down to the last two. They could they could be all right. But yeah, I have no. to go Cappy. I know, I know Pantoja is, well, Pantoja could be, I can't remember who I was hearing speak about this recently. Someone saying they think he is like one of the, the future champs this year or someday, like it's reputable saying that. Uh, he's had yeah. his he's had his losses and stuff like that. So he, there is a route to beat him. But uh, some of the guys he's beat, though, they're like, um, uh, Oka Sasaki's doing well. Brandon Moreno, obviously, top guy now. Uh, Matt Schnell, fucking brilliant fighter. Wilson Hayes. Wilson Hayes. The yeah. best guy in his record, Neil Seary. He's just fought some amazing guys. <laughs> but but you look at his record to the people he's lost to, Figueredo, Ortiz, and Askarov, all great fighters, right? So there's yeah, a, there's I wouldn't a say I wouldn't say Ortiz is necessarily the type of guy that someone like Pantoja should be losing to, and Askarov as well is just no. like up and coming level, you know. That's not. But like, he's a great fighter still. Yeah, just great Ortiz fighter, is still but... a great fighter, and I yeah. think that division is horribly slept on as usual. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw Figueredo Moreno finally put some spotlight on it, um, but I mean, look, Pantoja just lost two of his last three against two top. Top quality guys. Yeah. Cap, this is where we're going to see Cape. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to change my pick. I'm changing my pick. I've just Pantoja. I'm going for it. Do you know why? He needs a win. Cape, this is his first fight in the UFC. The people he's been fighting, no disrespect to them. They're not Pantoja's level. I've, oh, you can't I mean, say that to Ryzen fans. Kaya Sakura is the greatest fighter that's ever existed in the history of the world, remember? He, he's not, though. He's not, though. So. It's as simple as that. Horiguchi, on the other hand, fantastic fighter, should be in the top of fucking everything, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, UFC released him. A little interesting bit of our records here I didn't see before is uh, that Pantoja beat Oka Sasaki, <laughs> and then one month later in Ryzen, Oka Sasaki beat Manuel. So it's interesting that he somehow left UFC, got a fight within a month in Ryzen, and then beat one of our sort of like Ryzen well, that- guys. Huh, right. That's it. That's it. So I, I'm going to go Pantoja because he needs to win. I mean, the level of, like I say, the level. Yeah, it's definitely a step up for for. Yeah, it's a Cappy. huge step up. I mean, he has beaten good guys, but then again, you look at it and it's kind of like Ian McCall, end of his career, Ian McCall. Yeah. Um, you know, Asakura is his best one in his record, like his last. Mizugaki, fight, so. another one, thirty-seven. That's, now. that's definitely it's, on the downside, yeah. Mizugaki. I mean, as as a core as well. I mean, he's good, but again, he's been fighting people that aren't, you know, he looks good against them because he will. So, I mean, yeah, I've, ch- I've changed my pick. I'm going to go Pantoja. I think he's going to get this win. Uh, again, it's a fucking, yeah. these are difficult fights to pick. Cracking matchmaking through all of yeah, this. this is fucking unreal. That moves to the one you were just talking about. Co-main, Corey Santagin versus Frankie Edgar. And I don't know oh. where I lie on Frankie right now oh. because... Yeah, he has. He isn't as good as he was, but then you also look at the guys that beat him: Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, Korean Zombie. Is there some sort of? Is there anything to say he wouldn't have lost to those three guys at the height of his career either? 
You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the things I think we talked about it the other week as well. The concept of when someone loses a couple, you immediately start saying, oh, that guy's done forever, kind of thing. But when you look at the last four yeah. losses of Frank Edgar, Jose Aldo, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, Korean Zombie, there's a chance he would have went 0 and 4 against them when he was the champion, you know? So obviously, huge different weight classes here and stuff like that, but we're just talking skill level. But what's crazy is he then drops down. Bantamweight, it's fucking insane. Again, insane. he drops down, right? He then beats Pedro Munez, oh, which, yeah. which is unreal, right? Now, I think personally, from what I remember in that fight, I think Munoz won. I can't remember fight. myself. It's a split decision. From what I remember, I mean, I can't remember. I mean, it was fucking how long ago now? Like four or five months ago. It's five actually fuck ago. all ago, and I don't know why. It's yeah. already gone from my mind. It's a long ass year, folks. It's, 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 it's been, been hard. quite slow. It's been hard on the UFC this year, but I mean, look, Munoz, let me pull up a little few stats on that because I I don't think he lost that fight. If I think honest. for this fight, anyways, I think it's a fairly clear cut, sad win for Santagan. I think he's going to knock him out quite early. See, I know he's not got a lot of knockouts in his record, but when you look back to his LFA days, he was knocking people out. And Frank Edgar, Chen isn't the best anymore. I think it's, I think it's listen, done. You say that. You say that. But really? I mean... That is a good just, counterpoint I should have thought of, but really. No, no, but, <laughs> but really, because Pedro Munoz hits fucking hard, right? Yeah. And he hit Frankie hard and he didn't go down and he didn't die and this is a guy that was getting the shit kicked out of him by 100% allegedly steroid abusing Gray Maynard at 155 right who was a monster of a man compared to him yeah winning those fights with he, those monsters he always goes down to like, 145 that's I mean, where people talk about chin with me as well I was talking with Frank Edgar there was two types of chin in my mind that someone will say Frank Edgar had a great chin and I'm like no, he got hurt constantly. He just didn't stop. He just kept in alive in the fight somehow. Whereas, like I would have said, like a great chin was like a like a Dan Henderson or a Roy Nelson, that kind of like don't get hurt by anything kind of people. But Frankie has been hurt a lot throughout his career. Like guy has been fucking battled pillar to post and still keeps going, still managing to like it'll be fucking straw weight before you know it. Listen, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go left field here, Gary. I'm going left field. I'm going Edgar. I thought you were going to say you're going left field. I'm going Sandhagen. It's going to be like, I guess no, no. smack bang in the centre. No, right I'm, go- I'm going I'm going. Edgar because... It's the first I time think- you've ever went left in your life. <laughs> I'm keeping all the Tory jokes in this episode. I think I cut them the last time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I go where I want, Gary. I go where I want. All right. Uh, Your field, my field, next door neighbor's farm field, any of the fields, wherever I want to, wherever I want to. Anyway, <laughs> big 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 Russian, big Dutch. Love this fight. Absolutely brilliant. European extravaganza. There are two. Opening wins. They're probably two of my favorite heavyweight Opening fighters wins. today. I, you we can never know, man. It's, it's a wild one. Well, no, it's not. Um, I was looking through Volkov's record the other day. I mean, it's okay, right? It's okay. So then Overeem, right, 
who seems to be the ageless man of MMA at this current ah. point. I don't know what's going on. I mean, he's 40 and he just keeps winning. I don't know what's yeah. happening here. But then but he Volkov, can start losing, but then he'll get back to winning again. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But Volkov struggles against strikers quite clearly. Quite clearly struggles. His boxing's good, but yeah. he leaves his chin up. His defense isn't very good. And Overeem's just going to snipe him. He's just going to. Would gonna... you say anymore that Volkov or the Overeem is really that striker anymore? I don't really think he's been doing that for a long time. It doesn't, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter because he's still got it, right? So it doesn't matter. He's Does so. Is he used it though to prove Listen, that he's still got it? Yes. Who, who has he been beating in the feet? Rosenstroke before Rosenstroke split his lip to death. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. What a fucking fight, actually. Yeah, and then it. I think I think he's he's the most well-rounded we've ever seen him at the moment. Um, he's got obviously a ridiculous kickboxing background. I think that's going to be the downfall for Volkov. You know, I mean, I think Volkov. I think he's got well-timed wins in his career. I think he is a good fighter. Obviously, I think he wouldn't be in the top ten if he wasn't, but. You know, you can only beat who's in front of you as well, right? But when he does face people like Derek Lewis or Walt Harris well, or, you know... Uh, well, you say Derek Lewis, he won every single place. second of that fight. That's like saying Rosenstrike was beating Overeem. You say Lewis was beating Volkov. But it was last second point, punch. Same but, the as point, but the point is, it's he's susceptible to that part of the game. It's it, and Overeem, Overeem can still knock people out and still hurt people. And so I think it's going to be, it's going to be a bad matchup for Volkov, and I think Overeem's going to win it, not easily, but within four rounds, I would say. I'm going the opposite one, so at least we've definitely got some big changes here. I think Volkov's going to keep that range. Uh, Overeem's going to struggle with the with getting tagged. I think his big benefit will be if he can get it to the ground. He is quite good at getting it down over him, and that will be if he was to win the fight. I think it will be mostly contested there. But I think on the feet, you're going to see Volkov fairly easily using his jab as straight just to keep that distance. He's so good. Uh, Volkov's main ability to me as well is that he makes you immediately fight at the exact pace that he wants, at the exact range that he wants. Barely anyone gets inside and tries to rough him up. Barely anyone manages to um, to make a fast fight against him. It's always so slow. You just seem to walk into all these little shots that you don't realise are accumulating. Maybe it can bang that little front kick to the body in as well. Could be a downside against Overeem, of course, because then you might get taken down. That could happen. He does, I'd say he could be fucked up in the ground if it is going to go there, Volkov, but I'm probably going to say close fight like yourself, decision, Volkov. So I think no. that's no. pretty much everything we had on our agenda, correct? Yeah, I, I think it is. And I think I'm, I'm pissed off because you've gone the opposite way in that last fight. Um, I think you're fully wrong. I can't wait to win. And I'm, I'm considering this weekend, and I should do this for every UFC card, with these picks that we do, you should put £5 on each fight, and then whatever's remaining in our account, you divide that by five for the next week or what? Do you know what I mean? So, like, even if you've only got eight quid left in your account by the end of the fucking How back do you think this budget is? I'm spending all my money in KSW t-shirts. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not mine, all right? Okay, it well, is, a tenner. It's when you don't get your money at the end of it. Okay, you put, you put a tenner in there and put two quid on each fight, right? And then we, we get to this point where at some point there's going to be a pot in there or whatever in there, you know. Do whatever, but 
that I think that'd be just a fun way for us to kind of measure who's got what and where. And, and then like, well, who's got, got the more, whoever's got the more money at the end buys the first pint when Cage Warrior starts being a thing again. And people can actually Which, go to fucking events. Yeah. I remember when they, they ran that competition, still waiting to see who won that competition. Where's my yellow gloves, Cage Warriors? But uh, they had, if oh, you bought merch off of Apex, uh, you had three rewards. One, signed yellow gloves, best prize of all. The next one was you get tickets to every single event of their year whenever they can hold events. So uh, not a bad prize, well. The last one, I thought, like, it was a good idea, but it seemed like the worst shit in the world. So it was during their last trilogy, so COVID's still happening and everything. Uh, you get to go to that event. Uh, you'll be, like, all in your bubble and all that stuff. Uh, you get to go and sit and watch it. And I was like, so this is what's going to happen. One, I need to take, like, a fucking week off work to go down and stay in London because I need to yeah. be in the bubble. <laughs> Three so days, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. Yeah. Two, I don't know if they're going to be serving drink there because there's like nobody in the arena, so that would be that. Like, you're not enjoying that. Plus, plus, if you say if there is booze there, then what you're supposed to do is shout. You're the only person sitting in the fucking arena. There's like, there's like coaches, Graham Boyling, you. (laughs) Like, what you're supposed to do? Are you going to be like? Fucking kill him. You're not going to say anything. You're just going to sit quietly no, and be you're like... you there. Just no booze one, on your own, looking like a very sad man. You'll be like, no one has spoken to me this whole event. At one point, Graham Boylan walked by and then flexed his arm at you or something, and that's all that happened the whole time. Give you a <laughs> wing, just... Yeah. Yeah. I remember just you're enjoying about... yourself, mate, and you're like, yes, sir. <laughs> speaking about booze and events, I went to a couple of Bellator events and covered it for Front Magazine uh, a few years ago. I went with a mate of mine who I pretended was a photographer. He wasn't, but, you know, got him in on that basis. And uh, we had a couple of beers on the thing. And as we went into the press thing, I mean, I reckon we got this far into the press section. Hey, where are you going, lads, with those? We're like, what do you mean? We're just no booze in the press section. And we were like, mate, come on. This is eight hours long. It's a Bellator event. There's 30 fights on or whatever. There's been no booze in the press thing. And he's like, if you want them, take them outside. And we're like, <laughs> so we go out the little press station, finish up fucking beer, whatever. So we go back, you know, we go and get a couple more beers, come back, obviously go to sit in the press section. This prick makes a beeline for us immediately. He's like, I thought I told you two fuckers <laughs> to not bring beer in this section. This is a serious business. And we're like, mate, it's the prelims. Like, what? We can't even have two beers. He's like, no. I tell you what. Give me a ticket. Give me your fucking lanyards now, or what? And he's like, he's being deadly serious. He's like, give me your lanyards. Go and sit up there. And all we can throw you out, or all this kind of shit. And he's just shouting at me. And I'm like, mate, you're getting mad at me because I can stand over that railing and drink this beer, and then I can come back in after drinking that beer, but I can't drink the beer in the section. And he was like, yeah. I said, have you heard yourself? Have you absolutely... I can drink in front of you the whole night, just behind that rail, and then walk in, and I'm still going to do my job the same way as I did before. You're just sitting there next to Gareth A. Davis. Oh, by the way, speaking of Gareth A. Davis, I went to a Bama show just before it shut down in Newcastle. Gareth turned up fucking steaming, right? And I mean, he is fucking rat-ass, right? And we're walking through this thing with... (laughs) We go to the press section. He comes up behind me, honks my tits, right? And he's like, hey, hey boys. <laughs> we, 
Like, we're up for a cracking night tonight, aren't we? I mean, he is whatever, but he was off his fucking tits. And Gareth, honestly, I've never seen someone so hammered before an event. It was insane. They hadn't even had the first fight, and he's absolutely off his fucking trolley. I think he was doing a bottle of wine in the car park. I'm not joking. But the guy who came with him couldn't drink because he had to drive him back to London. So <laughs> Gareth's there, just fucking nailing the booze. And this guy, but then Gareth's on the fucking camera like nothing's ever happened. He's just like, oh, oh, yeah. Professional. And he's got that ridiculous voice, you know, oh, oh. Yeah, we need to close this, this off now. This has been so, dragging on for some time. Banged so, on. Yeah. I think we were stopping this like fucking 20 minutes ago and then you decided to go on a tour of hatred. Let me just show you that before we go. Let's just show you that before we go. I mean, you can see what, <laughs> you can see what I was wearing a hat, can't It's you? Just, just to be trendy, you know. Thanks for watching this episode today, guys. We should be back next Thursday or Sunday, actually. We're thinking about Sunday. Yes, yeah, doing a little, doing a little follow Sunday, episode. If, if Sam doesn't get too drunk this time, and yeah, we'll, me, and we'll catch you in the next one. See you later. Fuck off. <laughs>